Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Hey, Jay. Hey, Tyler. How you doing today? I'm just lovely. How are you? I'm very good, and I would love to just jump right back in with our good friend, uh, Reverend Cliff Haddocks. I was going to say, uh, I, I, I made fun of it the whole way through. The, the, the rapid fire questions are not rapid, and so we, we, we ran out of time last time around. Yeah, we only did half of them last time. Let's jump back in. Yeah, let's, so, let's do that. So here we are back with Cliff. Yay! And uh, what yes. is your Enneagram number? I am a two. Oh. I am a two. Have we yeah. had a two? I think yeah. we've had a two. I think I we've had a two. I can't remember. Yeah, I, two, two what is, is a helper. Two is the helper. What, is a, what does a two mean to you? Um, I get energy and uh, feel that I am most fulfilled when I am genuinely helping someone. Mm. Now, I have to be very careful as a two that I don't horribly drift into the oncoming traffic that is people-pleasing. Mm. And that is mm. always a struggle. Yeah. And, um, and I'm married to a two. So we both have to be very careful um, nice. at, that we don't overly help, you know, and, and we have to make certain that we are taking care of our family as well. Um, but because of that, because of the two, I think that is why I feel the most fulfillment when someone reaches out and comments on how, you know, something I said had an influence that like made them feel safe and made them feel like that, that looking at their faith again wasn't um, a waste of time. Uh, so yeah, that's that definitely is fulfilling. But but yeah. Well, What's Jason you? and I are both nine, so we can say uh, we understand how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Have you all had the discussion about the Enneagram types and parks and recreation? No, 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 no. I was talking to someone who does presentations about the Enneagram, and they basically made the case that every one of the episodes, every one of the characters on Parks and Recreation is a separate Enneagram type. Yeah. And you could yeah. just go down the whole cast and you could pick them all out. And I was just sat there like, mind blown. Now, whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. Who was, who was the two? I'm not, I, ah, gosh, I think that they said, oh, um, um, oh, what's her name? Um, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones yeah. was the yeah. two. Yeah, that was um, going to say. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you know your Myers-Briggs combination of letters? I am an ENFP. Oh, look, a bird. Yes, I'm an EFP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are both uh, INFPs. Okay. Like INFPs. My, so. wife, my, my, wife, my wife is an INFJ. Um, mm. So, yeah, which led to one of the great, great near ser- sermon goofs I ever had. I've told this story on TikTok. Um, where I was talking about how we are all strengthened by our differences. And I talked about how my wife is an INFJ and I'm an ENFP, meaning I, I help have the fun. She helps show that she helped make the organization. But there are times that the other role is so different, it really causes problems. It really causes problems when her Janus rubs up against my P. Like, like tendencies. And like... This my wife has her own church now, but at this time she didn't, and she's out in the audience, just she's out in the congregation, just looking at me like, "Don't do it!" Like she's desperately trying not to crack. I'm desperately trying not to crack. But there are a couple in the back, then they were just rolling because they knew what was what had oh, almost my. happened, but hadn't happened. Uh, who is your favorite Muppet? Um, I oh wow, I'm kind of partial to Pepe right now. Ooh, hey, I love Pepe, hey. and what I love about Pepe. Is the way he's like so desperate for for attention from from the characters around him, um, and and the way he loses his way a mm-hmm. lot in mm-hmm. uh, in in a lot of the Muppet like movies. He's the one that that falls for the scheme, and he's the one that sells everybody out, and then realizes, oh, this wasn't such a good idea. Yeah, um, he he's uh, he he's he's very very imperfect, and I like that about him. Did you see the uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion? No, no, it's it's, it, really it's on my. It's really good. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. it, it we we uh, we we when you're competing with two children for what we're going to watch for yeah, the night. Yeah. Um. And we're and we currently I have them on one good track. We're currently watching Avatar. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. The Last Airbender. Yeah. So that that's that we're watching that right now. Yeah. So, um. So yeah. So eventually, eventually, I, I do want to watch the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. So. Avatar, the gateway to Miyazaki movies. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, well, we've seen some of those. We've seen uh, we've seen Totoro. Totoro has been watched in this house, mm-hmm. and oh, the the one with the castle in the sky, uh, uh, house moving castle. 
Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. That one, that one, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we've seen most favorite SNL cast member. Uh, I can't again. This kind of goes to the helpers, like um, uh, Phil Hartman. Hey, was, hey, was hey, hey. Phil Hartman was an incredible backbone to that era. Yep. Uh, and uh, it just you know again, tragic life cut short, mm-hmm. um, but like could do anything and could play all kinds of crazy characters and never really had. Um, like the breakout character. I know a lot of people fall in love with the ones that have like, like the Dana Carvey with like the church lady mm-hmm. that was like his bread and butter the whole time. But Phil was like, would play anything they asked him to and would go out and do it. Um, I think uh, Keenan Thompson kind of fits in that role right yeah. now. Um, Keenan, I think Keenan, doesn't Keenan have like the longest tenure on the show he does, now? Yeah. Really? Ever? He does. Uh, yes. Wow. Yes. He's the longest tenured character ever on like uh, actor of the show. Years or something like that. It's, it's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. Huh. They they when he they currently say like when they're writing a sketch and they don't know what to do they just say Keenan does his thing that's whatever yeah they, yeah yeah like they yeah. if they if a character's yeah. not working then no just give it to Keenan and he will make these lines funny yeah 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 and and I I would put uh, Kate McKinnon in that category mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Kate you know she's a workhorse she just is funny and just about anything they ask her to do um uh, yeah I, I, the, the the workhorse type ones that like don't necessarily ever get the huge big breakout but the ones that like help hold the scene together yeah. and can just go do it to be the glue uh, yeah, of a, the, to be the straight thing. the straight person in it I mean it's that's yeah. the ultimate oh, yeah. and that this is a podcast we haven't done yet but the ultimate yes and of yeah. improv yeah. which oh, is yeah. like that's what the church needs to be but like that that yeah. where you're not trying to be the funniest person you're trying to make everybody else funny and Phil was great at making other people funny. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go-to character in Smash Brothers or Mario Kart? <laughs> I play. I, I so I don't play much Smash Brothers at all because every experience I've ever had with fighting games is being obliterated by ten-year-olds. <laughs> that just is always. The last time I played Smash Brothers was with my ne- with my nephews, mm-hmm. and I lasted all of five seconds. Like like. 22 hit combo and I'm just like this just started <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I would say for um, for for Mario Kart usually I like playing like baby Mario I like baby Mario hey so. baby Mario I, 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 so I, you're I, a double yeah, dash guy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm all about that uh, what's a band or musical liking that you inherited from your parents uh, well, if we talked about the Beatles, my mom loved the Beatles and had a couple of Beatles 45s that I listened to as a kid. Uh, nice. So they were my first introduction to the Beatles before it was cool to like the Beatles back yeah. when it was like early 80s and, and yeah. all that. So, yeah, for, yeah, I got the Beatles from my mom. My dad gave me Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Hey, hey, that's, hey, that's, quite that's so good, good, too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the Beatles is definitely the cooler of the two. <laughs> I just someone in our, our church was getting rid of a whole bunch of records, and they had a, a Herb Albert uh, record in there. I was like, "Ooh, I'll take it. I'll I'll swipe that." Yeah, every, yeah. Herb Albert, break. that's good stuff. Favorite Bible story or character? This is always a fun one to ask the pastors. Jonah, what? Jonah, hands yeah. down, Jonah. My son's name is Jonah because yeah. of it. Um, I like Jonah, and I've told this other times, so I apologize to anyone who's going to hear me tell the story again. Jonah is the story you grow up with. If you're willing to do the work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're a kid, when you're a kid, it's a story about a big fish, and that's mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. You get a little older, it's a story about uh, doing what God asks you to do. Mm-hmm. You get a little older, it's about speaking up when it's when you when you, you don't feel like you want to speak up, and you get a little older and you realize, oh my goodness. Jonah was racist and bigoted, Uh-oh. and that's why he didn't want to go. Yeah. And God's God's going to say, "I'm not going to put up with that. You go yeah. do what you got to do." And what that that evolution of that story as you grow, um, if you're willing to do the work of understanding, for some people it is still always only about a fish. You know mm-hmm. that 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 they don't that they get uncomfortable going on the the fact that he was perfectly fine with the Ninevites being obliterated. Um, but if you're willing to do the hard work. Uh, then you're like, wow, this is an amazing story, uh, really amazing story. So yeah, I love. Uh, my son was almost named Jonah uh, for okay. that same reason. It's also my favorite, yeah. and, and I love that Jonah ends without an ending. The best, yeah. Uh, we we yeah. end it. We end it with him doing everything right. But I love that it ends with Jonah goes to Nineveh and uh, does what God wants him to do. Eventually, God forgives the Ninevites and saves them, and then Jonah gets mad at God for being good, and and then yeah. Jonah. And it ends with Jonah just mad at God and God being patient with Jonah. 
and that yep. Jonah at no point, even when he's going away, he never doubts God. He always yeah. knows that God will do the right thing. And his whole point when he gets to Nineveh is, you didn't even need me to come here. I knew you were going to yeah. save them anyway. <laughs> you wasted my time. I knew yeah. you were good and gracious and forgiving and that you would have, you would be, you would, everything would end up okay. You didn't need me to do So he's mad. Not Why did I mean, you make me a part of loving these people? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wasted, yeah. you could have done this without me. And yeah. I came out all this way. I should at least see you burn these people to the ground. And now exactly. you're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that story. What's your favorite sport to play or your fa- and slash or your favorite sport to watch? Um, if it's to play, really the only sport I can play at all, and I play it badly, is golf. Mm. Uh, I, I do like to play golf. Uh, usually scramble type stuff with mm-hmm. uh, other pastors and stuff. To watch, I love to watch hockey. Um, and okay, so okay, so okay, here we go. Let, let, let me roll the clock back for you, please. Before I was a pastor, I was a morning show disc jockey. If Tyler didn't tell you, I that. love that uh, that fact. Just yep. that's great. So, that's great. Yeah. So, and because of that, Wait, I insert, got asked insert do, morning zoo sound effects right now. Uh, we no, go. we <laughs> weren't. We weren't total zoo. We weren't. We, but we, uh, we were in that era. That era was just getting started. About the time I rotated out, uh, we were a three-person conversational style morning show. Um, I was the third banana slash stunt boy. I went out yeah. and did a lot of stunts and stuff. But I, because I was single and I had no kids. There were always opportunities around town for me to do other things. And one of the things I got to do was be the PA announcer for our minor league hockey team. In yes. So I got to watch between the penalty boxes every game and got to do all the calling. So I got such an appreciation um, for the game and for the people who play it and just you know understanding you know the, the nuance of the game and just the, the atmosphere. I love the atmosphere of a hockey game. It's fast-paced. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I'm not with someone who needs a bunch of brawls. I don't necessarily no. need that, but we were minor league hockey, so they were going to happen. <laughs> you know, so they were there were a lot of them it, because it, yeah, minor yeah, league was, hockey is so fascinating because the guys that aren't going to make it to the NHL on skill, all they have is to fight and be chippy and go yeah. crazy. So like, oh, it gets brutal. Who's your Who's your NHL team? Oh gosh, uh, I mean, I was in Atlanta for a while, but you know, crashers. <laughs> nah. Um. I don't know. I, I mean, I still, I still have, I still have a love for the Penguins. I still have a love for the Penguins. Right um, yeah. And uh, yeah, but for me, it's more so just if it's on, I watch it. Yeah. I don't know if I follow a team, so to speak. But I, I mean, I don't have a lot of time to watch sports. Period. Again, I've got to compete with children in this house for what we're going to watch. Mm. And um, so, I mean, sometimes my son kind of likes baseball and he kind of likes soccer, so he likes to watch those things. But uh, he hasn't, he hasn't been bit by the hockey bug yet. Mm. There's time. There's still time. If he does, we'll watch yeah. it. There's still time. There's still yeah, time. Yeah, the acceptable answers to that question were the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Hartford Whalers. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's really uh, it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't follow hockey, so that that's great. What? That's what? Okay. What? Where were you? When? Where was that local team? Oh, that was in Huntington, West Virginia. Oh, I nice. actually ended up being on the morning show I grew up listening to. I uh, nice. I grew up there. Grew up listening to Clint McElroy, uh, who, if you've ever heard of the Adventure Zone, he was the on that morning show there. I mm-hmm. uh, was a huge fan of his as a kid growing up, and then years later would end up working with him. You know, and uh, and you went to Marshall, and, right? I went to Marshall. Yeah. So I mean, that, that was kind of thing. I, I went to I, I was at Marshall, and I was in the radio and TV program there, mm-hmm. and um, got you know when when people would have job openings, like everybody would just try to jump into the front of the line and get it. Um, but I was kind of you know, again, the helper. I was the one who knew how everything worked. I, mm-hmm. I yes, I talk a good game, but I also you could send me back to the um, the engineering board, and I could patch panel stuff together and figure out how to make stuff work if something went wrong. I was kind of like, I can fix it if it breaks, as well as run it, and and talk. And that's pretty valuable back then. Uh, nowadays, where it's all automated, not so much. Yeah. Um, but back then, it was with they and and a guy, a guy I know got fired. For accidentally having a sexually explicit phone conversation live on air. Oh no! Um, he was talking to a fan off air, and he accidentally put the phone live on air, and he got fired for it. Whoopsies! And they needed somebody. Yeah, whoopsies! A big whoopsies! <laughs> and they needed somebody who could come in immediately, mm. and like they wouldn't have to train. And the guy's like, "I know a guy. Nice. I know a guy." Nice. And 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 he's he's like, "Cliff, 
write your resume, get a tape, get it down here today, and I almost guarantee you'll get this job. Nice. And it was just board hopping and everything. But eventually, then, our morning show left. And when our morning show left, um, our program guy, who was nice, but he wasn't like a funny, funny guy, um, had to take over the morning show. And he knew he wasn't funny. Mm. And one day, he just like begged me. I'd work the overnight shift. He's like, man, can you just do one break so I have someone to talk to? And I was like... You know, like, if, if the Eminem music existed back then for Lose Yourself, it would have been playing in your mind <laughs> right then. Um, and so I did it. I stayed, and I, I did silly jokes and, and talked and made cracks about stuff he said. And he's like, okay, can you stay all morning? And uh, I knew I had class in 10 minutes, but I'm like, I'm not missing this opportunity. So yeah, I said, sure. Yeah. So I skipped, I skipped my class and did the whole morning show. And next thing I know, I was being moved to mornings. And it was... And, and it was a great run. I got to do lots of exciting, fun things for a few years, and mornings were a blast, but eventually it was obvious that automation was coming. It was obvious that Clear Channel was going to own everything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now now iHeartRadio. Yeah. Yeah. And the call to ministry was knocking hard, so that's what I did, and I nice. kept those skills, and I use them now in ministry in lots of different ways. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite video game? Let me tell you. Hold on. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. <laughs> so this, you can't tell by looking at it, but I'm holding something up here in my hands. Oh, yeah. This is an Intel NUC. Mm -hmm. This is a mini computer, a tiny mm -hmm. little mini computer. Mm -hmm. In this, I have put Batocera. Batocera is a game emulation and arcade emulating package. And I am currently building a arcade cabinet that will eventually be a four-person player arcade cabinet for the purpose of playing NBA Jam, of playing Gauntlet, of playing X-Men, and all those great four-player oh. Like games we play here at home. Jay just yeah. made the bless you. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I can, I as you were mentioning those games, I can smell the movie theater in Monroeville that oh, I yeah. used to go to. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Which of those would you highlight as your favorite? If you just had to pick right now. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Me and my brother playing NBA Jam at our local uh, arcade was probably mm -hmm. some of my happiest, like, fun stuff I did with him as a kid. Um, but my, I mean, as far as arcade style games, um, also Dragon's Lair, you know, the, the animated Dragon's Dirk the oh, Daring. Boy, I've got, that, that one's on here too. Like I've nothing got else. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, as far as in the arcade, those were some of my favorites in, in the arcade. Um, now as far as console, that's a different ball. That, that's a different thing altogether. Final Fantasy 10 is still my favorite, hey, like Final console game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as storytelling, visuals, yeah, and yeah. where it first kind of made that big jump visually and musically mm -hmm. to just being just an amazing um, you know, sto uh, story and everything. Yeah, that's one of my favorites from that era. Uh, but I'm always looking, I'm always you know trying new stuff out. But like for some reason, the retros always pull me back. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm always, uh, I, I, it's, it's funny, like, I don't have much of a, a taste for fir first-person shooter type games, hardly mm. at all. That's mm. just not my jam. Um, but um, I mean, I'll play the occasional like sea battle game or something like that. But for the most part, like I want a fun story, or I want um, you know just kind of an easy, laid-back, nostalgic type game feel. Yeah. But yep. that's me. I got I got forty-five minutes out of one quarter. Uh, a few years ago, on a on an old uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles console. Yes. Oh yeah, that's that's another one that I definitely want the four player for. Yeah, yeah. and it was Ninja that was Turtles, one that so. I didn't realize how good I was until I just yeah. I, I just couldn't I kept not losing because I had played that game so yeah. much when I was a kid. Uh, I so it's scary how the muscle memory is still mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. I um I was testing the system right now when I play it. I just have like an, an Xbox controller that's you know plugged in that I mm -hmm. that, that is hooked to this little thing to get the brains working because I'm still getting all the splash screens and everything the way I like it and the graphics. Um, but it uh, I I loaded up Dragon's Lair just because I'm like I'm like I wanted to see yeah how much do I still remember. And there were some that I I couldn't, but there were others. I'm like, oh, like my hands just instinctively yeah. went left, right, and that forward, one especially back, was sword. exactly like you had to yeah. precise timing to get that yeah. stuff to work. Yeah, and, but and it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, it's scary how much of that is like buried deep mm -hmm. in our like nerd DNA to still play these games. And, did you ever? I don't oh, want to yeah. go down this rabbit hole too much, but did you play like Zork and things like that? Like the the uh, text the text base? base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my, my dad um, bought us a uh, a TI ninety nine. Oh, nice. We had a TI ninety nine in our house, and then he bought a very early. Um, 
uh, IBM PC clone mm-hmm. uh, with a hard drive with a whole 20 megabits on it. Mm. Uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was impressive. Um, and, uh, yeah, so all the text-based games, uh, and I can remember playing the TRS-80 at school and the Haunted House game that yeah. was there. Yeah. But same thing with Zork and all that. So, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I remember I remember a lot of those. And those things, as, as funny as this might sound, there's still people making those. They call it interactive fiction. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. uh, but like especially for those who are who are um, visually impaired, that's a way that they can still gain yeah. uh, oh, nice. and, yeah. and, and and enjoy that process. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's it's that those types of games are still being made. So what game do you play on your phone the most? <sighs> there are two I'm playing right now, and it depends on if I have time to sit focused for time or if I can casually. If I if I am focused. If I if I have time that I won't be bothered, I play Pokemon Unite, which is hey. a MOBA, which is a MOBA game based yeah. in the Pokemon universe. It's yep. like a, a sporting type game. Mm-hmm. So, but for that, I have to play the ten minute match without. If you stop moving and stop helping, it's bad form, and you can mm-hmm. be punished for it. Mm-hmm. So that's like if I'm not going to be bothered, I play that. Um, if I'm in a casual mood, okay, it's Pokemon again. Um, but I found an emulator that works on my iPhone, which they're not supposed to, but I found one that would. Um, and I, I'm currently playing Pokemon uh, uh, Pokemon Emerald, uh, hey. which is the old Game Boy oh. Advance, the old Game Boy Advance Pokemon game. Oh wow! So I'm, I'm playing. I'm doing yeah, absolutely. I'll be happy to talk about. <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a playthrough on that, it, and it doesn't require any um, any. Um, oh, what's it called? Um, what are they called? Jailbreaking. It requires no jailbreaking oh, nice, or any of that nice. to your phone. Um, but yeah, uh, we could talk about all fair. I had there was a, there was a beautiful during the the when Pokemon Go came out. Uh, yeah. It was it was an exciting summer. And, um, <coughs> oh yeah, I found someone who had uh, a way to uh, really hack into it so that you could mess with the. You had to go to some site that was in a language that that I did not understand. So you had to really risk your phone, but you could get it so that you could just type in coordinates to anywhere on the globe and just oh. go there and it was yeah i got so many pokemon from like australia <laughs> and japan and all that people were like where'd you get those like i don't know like it, it, was, <laughs> it was it was great it was great but you de- you definitely you definitely are lucky that you didn't get caught oh yeah nothing. They, they ban you for that if they it catch was you. i i wish they had a separate game that you could just do that because it was so much fun oh, yeah. to just go yeah. like i would go to places i used to live and just like walk yeah. around my downtown and like get pokemon because yeah. you could get it anyway it was, it was very fun. Yeah, yeah. I still play Pokemon Go with my kids. We still go out and do that. But a, and we even play game. the and the Pokemon Unite. I play with my kids too. Like we'll we'll all sit down on the couch together and like I'm I'm shot calling. I'm like, all right, let's move mm-hmm. down to the bottom lane. Let's mm-hmm. go, 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 go. <laughs> and, and and at times my wife is like, they are your children. Don't yell at them. They are your children. Like, well, they're messing up. You know, they need to target the guy in the back. What would you want your last meal to be? Oh, uh, a steak cooked medium. With a baked potato, uh, a nice butter roll, and uh, we don't need to mess with salad. It's my last meal, so we'll just go with that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Salad is extra yeah. steak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is the furthest from your house that you have ever been on the planet? I, Nicaragua for a mission trip. Yeah. Ooh. Nicaragua. Nice. Yeah. What is your favorite smell? Baking bread. Baking bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, whether it's in a factory setting or in my house. There was a in my hometown. There's a bakery named Heiner's, and when you drive in the west end of town, you can just smell nothing but baking bread, and it's amazing. But nice. uh, like a lot of people in the pandemic, I got into baking. Uh, so yeah, I I finally got my sourdough starter up and running again since we moved to our new house, and I'm going to make sourdough this weekend. Nice, nice. So I'm excited for that. What, is that your favorite kind of bread to make? Uh, currently, yeah, yeah. I like to make the big artisan puff up loaf in a Dutch oven. I, yeah. That's what I like to make. What is your third favorite flavor of ice cream? Third would be probably some type of cherry with like chocolate chunks in it would be a third. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No cherry with chocolate. I like that question with no follow up. Because yeah. the yeah. obvious follow up is, well, what's one? We don't two? need it. Nope. No, we We're just moving on. We're not going there. Leave, leave them wondering. Uh, leave them wondering. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid? When I was a kid, my mother said that, uh, and it's in my baby book, and I've always remembered this. I said three things I want to be a motorcycle driver, a firefighter, and a dad. Um, I've only done one of those things, and that's fine, because it's the one that's the most important. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was what I wanted to be when I was growing up. So I'm Tyler. I'm Jay. 
And I'm Cliff. And this, this is, is Roughing the Master. So question one, I, I've yes. just started TikTok. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my youth group uh, forced me into it. Yeah. How do I get my For You page to stop being really creepy, weird stuff that I don't <laughs> okay. want anything to do with? You're, you're, Help you me don't through want, this. You're not a thirst trap w- fan? Is that what you're no, saying? Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do want to say that this is, so this is, as I, I've been on TikTok for a couple years. Actually, I mean, I was on Music Musicali. I've never said it out loud yeah. before, so now I feel really silly. But I was on, like, because when TikTok a couple, like, last year was like, you've been on TikTok for this many years. It was like, you've been on TikTok for eight years or whatever. It's like, no, I haven't. It hasn't <laughs> existed that long. But, but um, the one thing that I did say that, that I've, as I've been kind of pushing this to Jay, is that TikTok shows you your true heart. Because once you've gotten in it long enough, yeah. it does, because everybody gets on, it's a lot of thirst trap, a lot of stuff, and you feel like this, but then eventually it kind of hues to what you like. And yeah. my TikTok currently is a bunch of cat videos. Yeah. It's a bunch of people <laughs> dancing in, in not necessarily, like not really sexy ways, just like really good dancing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of teacher stuff, and then a lot of deconstructing Christianity. Yeah. It's a, like, uh, that's, yeah. that's my okay. that's So my get me house. there. Get okay. me there. How I'll, do I get from A to B? Jason, I will tell you. It is yeah. just like church. You got to yeah. put something in to get something out. <laughs> okay. So here's what right. I mean. Here's what I mean. TikTok wants you to interact. Mm-hmm. So if you start interacting with the videos you do like, it will put more of that toward you. So right. if you see, let's say someone like you see someone who says something really thoughtful, just going in the comments and go, oh, that's awesome. And clicking the like, it's like, oh. Okay, you yeah. like that? And if you follow, even more so. If you shared it and like Facebook messaged it to Tyler, even more so. It's like, oh, this is the stuff Jason wants to see. Give right. him more of it. If so, you you just and make certain you do no interacting with the stuff you don't want. Just scroll past. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it will learn what you want. That doesn't mean it might not occasionally still put that stuff in front of you because it's very popular. So yeah. it, mm-hmm. it will keep checking. Are you sure you don't want right now the ring light behind the head trend? Yep. You can't escape it. Everybody's <laughs> doing it. I really and want to do that one in a totally ridiculous way. way. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. And and I love that there are people that are doing that. But I also think it's cool that there are body positive people doing it. Like there are mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, that aren't mm-hmm. a ten that are doing it that are still saying, I, I, I am who I am and I'm proud of who I am. You know, I get a lot of body positivity, you know, TikTok stuff. Um, and because I'm the positivity guy, I'm always, you know, putting out good things to people. Say, hey, way to go for you doing this. Way to go for you taking the stand. Way to go for you saying this thing. Uh, so it's always going to put it. I get a lot of stuff about people who are just like having a hard day because I do interact with those videos. Um, so it's like, oh, get, here, sh- send them some more people that are having a hard day. Um, yeah. Send them some more people who are asking hard questions. Um, so you will eventually train the algorithm who you are. But, but like so Tyler said, way th- it will show you who you are. But yeah, the best way through will. that is just to sort through the For You page? Or like, are you going out and searching for some of this stuff? Or, or, or? Well, both. Both. Anything yeah. that you actually, like if you went, if you aren't following me already, and you should be. I just um, started. <laughs> I just, it, it just yeah. while it was so, going on, I was multitasking. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so you searched me. If you do follow me, and you went through and you responded to a few of my videos, there's a good chance that a few of my videos will just start showing up in your for you page because you seem to like them. So yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well you've seen the kind of, uh, and then they'll say, well, hey, here's some other people that are kind of like him that are also talking about um, inclusion and allyship and deconstruction, mm-hmm. and and they'll start filtering in. But when you see something that you want to interact more with, like it, comment on it, forward it to somebody, follow that person, and it will, in time, give you more and more of that. TikTok yeah, yeah. does. TikTok has no interest in creating a wonderful safe space for deconstructionists. That is not yeah. who they are. They right. want you yeah. to keep viewing. So they're going to put yeah. in front of you what you want to see once they figure out what you want to see. It is fun, though, when TikTok tries to tell you who, like, TikTok for, 
even now still kind of says like, oh, you're a you're a gay person with ADHD who, yeah, exactly. uh, who <laughs> yes, ran away from the church. <laughs> yes, I totally. <laughs> I get, I, that, that's where I end up on TikTok a ton. A ton. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> because I'm interacting with people who are who are, you know, searching and they're and I'm a safe place for them. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and tr- or mm-hmm. try to be. Try- I should say I try to be. Everybody is doing their best. It is nice though because it did. I mean, like in that sense, uh, before I even realized the algorithm situation, yeah. like it. That's what, and this is not. This is kind of like a humble brag, and I don't mean it to be, but of course I do because I'm saying it. But yeah. like, I did realize like there was a lot of like thirst trappy videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like after a while, it, and I didn't realize like how to get away from them. I just started liking the things that I liked and eventually they just went away and I was like, yeah. Oh, TikTok has changed. And then I yeah. realized, no, it hasn't. It's just, yeah. it's trying to cater to me mm-hmm. and my, again, my true heart when no one could see it. Cause this is my app that no one else is going to see how I interact, but it very clearly is, is showing me the things that reflect my heart in a way that makes me feel better about my integrity when no one's looking. Uh, Cause you could very easily just kind of, be on some of the darker parts of TikTok without anyone noticing. But now, I, I haven't even more so, even more so, at the top, you have a choice between uh, for your page and following, right. and right. you can swipe oh, over yeah, to yeah. the following, and then you'll only see the art, the, the creators that you're that. following, and that's yeah. definitely you won't have any surprises you aren't expecting. Yeah, but yeah. even 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 then, you never know when someone you're following is going to do something you weren't expecting. Yeah, you right. know. Yeah. When I did the wrestling entrance bits, I got a ton of followers who were just wrestling fans who had no interest in faith whatsoever <laughs> and didn't know quite what to do with me for a while. Um, yeah. And some of them came and ha- I've had good conversation and others just moved on. You know, yeah. uh, they, they, they weren't interested in devotions. They weren't interested in my thoughts on theology. Um, and, and a lot of wrestling fans definitely skew into an area of theology that's not necessarily mine. And I had mm-hmm. some arguments with some folks. And dis- I, I don't, I'll say discussions. They may have been arguing I was discussing. Um, and also, but because, again, TikTok doesn't really differentiate theology a whole lot because I was a pastor I got, I mean, Mark Driscoll occasionally shows up in my For You page, and I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> yeah. nope, 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 yeah. nope, that's do you not feel what about, I'm looking for. Real quick, that was subtle. How do you feel about Mark Driscoll, like, just out of curiosity? <laughs> nope. I, I, am, I am listening to the rise and fall of Mars Hill podcast with popcorn. That's how oh, I yeah, feel. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's a, that's a big plug right there. Yeah, the, let me, I, I, that's I, Christianity I, Today. I, I should. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and yeah. I should. I don't want to say like I'm like oh I'm enjoying the fall, but yeah, that no. is a fascinating listen. That is yes, a very is. fascinating listen. That's great for long form storytelling. TikTok mm. is not long form storytelling. TikTok well, is short well, form. Very different. Let's let's go before we get too into the weeds with this. Let's start back at the beginning. Yeah. How did you can, like? How did you come about connecting with TikTok? And then how did you kind of like become become a, a an influencer at for TikTok. TikTok. I can thank slash blame my best friend in the world, Ryan Allgood. <laughs> Ryan and his wife Christine were sending me TikToks on Facebook Messenger before I'd even I'd never downloaded the app, so I was just viewing them in my web page of people doing silly things or funny things or telling this joke or oh no videos where things are falling down, breaking or whatever fail videos. <laughs> Yeah. So I was visiting with them on the way back um, uh, from vacation, and they were just like, "Well, why don't you just get the app? Just I mean, because you like these things. I think you'd like this app." So it's getting to be bedtime. I decide to download the app, and about five hours later, uh, yeah, <laughs> I uh, I was like, "Wow, this is something. This really is something." And um. There was someone who had shared on TikTok the observation that TikTok is modern day vaudeville, and I think that's some of the huh. best description I've ever heard. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the thing with vaudeville was, you showed up, you had no idea what was going to come out on stage next. Kind of like the Muppet right. Show, you have no idea what's coming up on stage next, and you either gonna love it or hate it. But you have the control of the hook to pull them off the stage, or you can sit there and encourage them and stay on as long as you want. That's solid, um, yeah. And, and that it landed right in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, it really blew up during the pandemic. It was already there. Um, but 
I was just I was like just fascinated by these people just some folks just doing stuff silly some folks dancing people doing makeup tutorials people doing cooking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, trying to get it all crammed in into 60 seconds mm-hmm. and uh, I said I think there's a place for me here I yeah. think there's a space for me here because I mean I was a morning show disc jockey I grew up running around the backyard with my, da- my parents' camcorder, making little sketches and skits in the backyard, pretending I was on Saturday Night Live. So, like all these, all these little pieces were there, saying, "I think." I mean, I used to do radio sketches and all that. So, I just started kind of coming. Up, uh, the the first thing I did was a duet. I did a duet with somebody, and a duet for those that don't know is where you have the original video you've been watching, and you're to the side interacting with it in some way. And the first one I saw, I saw a, a, a young woman who was like, did any of you all grow up in a household where Dungeons and Dragons was of the devil and you weren't allowed to play it? And so in the video, it's the first one I ever did, she's playing on the side and I'm sitting there with my Dungeon Master's manual, except for my eyes poking up over the top. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm listening to her and I'm nodding. And she's like, because I, I, she's like, I want to know if it's okay for me to play this game. And I close the Dungeon Master's manual, and I'm there in my robe and stole behind it. <laughs> and it got some likes. It got some traction. People thought it was funny. People, and it engaged people. People commented about what I thought. I thought it was satanic. And I was like, no. And so we we got into all. The, it, it created discussion. And then mm. I just I did another. I started a series uh, ways not to improve your relationship with your pastor. And it was all about it was about all the passive uh, passive aggressive things people do that they think are healthy and they're not, and that got some more interaction. And then it really I can't remember if the wrestling video came first or the million views one came first. I think the million views one came first. Um, I was it was after a communion service and I had this brainstorm for a TikTok and I set up the the, the tripod. And I used the audio from Django Unchained where Christopher Walsh is saying, it's like a reward. And I took the bread off the table and took a bite of it with the prompt, what the pastors do after communion is. Which which is true to Protestants. It's back to being bread. Don't waste it. It's like a reward. Um, The Catholics were not amused. (laughs) (laughs) And they interacted hard, yeah, 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 hard to tell me what a horrible pastor I was to do that. Meanwhile, while they're doing that, here come the other folks who didn't know that Presbyterians used real bread for communion. So they came in with all these questions about communion. And then here come a bunch of other people that just thought it was some mystical sky meal and they, they actually had questions about, about communion. And next thing I know, that video got a million views because mm. so many people were interacting with it. The more yeah. someone interacts with a video, the more it gets pushed to an FYP page for everybody, which is yeah, why positive or negative, positive or negative. Which is why yeah. there are people who distinctively do rage farming. Yeah, and mm-hmm. th- that's problematic. Part I don't love that about TikTok. There are people out there mm-hmm. making things intentionally trying to make people angry so they'll get views, so that they'll get money because they get people viewing their page. I am not big on rage farming. Um, everyone that came at me, I did my best to answer their questions grace, gracefully. Um, I talked about why we have we don't have to use unleavened bread anymore. I talked about mm-hmm. you know what a sacrament is, and it became an educational tool, and 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 it was a lot of fun. And then the wrestling ones came along, and that got more <laughs> attention and got more people into me. Um, and then I started doing more silly duets, and then around Lent. I did uh, the word of the day. I took one of those Lenten things like for Instagram, but mm-hmm. I did a, an off-the-cuff devotion for every one of those words. And that's when it really started to catch fire that people were like, oh, this is so cool to listen to. I'm so good to have this. And eventually I had a 1,000 followers, so I started doing lives and started doing worship uh, live uh, behind the Man. scenes and in person. And it's just kind of kept going ever since. So, so this whole ex- – like. W- when did that start then? That was I started like a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. I, I, I downloaded Man. the app in summer of last year. I started making TikToks in the fall. And yeah. uh, Christmas, I was just starting to get traction. 
I was able to go live by Christmas because I remember that I did our um, or did I? No, no, I wasn't live by Christmas. I remember it was around Christmas. I finally got a thousand followers and was able to go live. Um, yeah. And then Do you have to have a thousand. To you, go have live? To have, you have to have you have to a thousand followers oh, okay. to be able to go live. There are certain wow. numbers they don't tell you about that are become benchmarks uh, for yeah. what you can do. Um, I'm still waiting for. I'm at nineteen thousand right now, and I'm still waiting to figure out when I get playlists, which means I can put all of my videos of a certain type together so people can view those oh, together. Yeah. Yep. And I'm also yep. waiting for when I can use um, outside software to stream live and not just my phone. But both oh, of those nice. options haven't shown up for me yet. So I don't know. It must be more than 19. Maybe it's 20. Maybe it's 100. I don't know. But, but yeah. So how has that have, – have you had any, any folks from your local congregation – interact with you oh yeah uh, yeah irl about TikTok. like has yeah. there been a tension at all um i don't think there's been tension um there was definitely someone who took issue with the fact that i brought up a story about when one of my parishioners felt that it was my job to defrost the freezer and mm-hmm. at the church and i made a joke about it in a TikTok. And they thought that, mm-hmm. well, she's been at that church longer than you. I said, yeah, but it's still not in my job description. Um, yeah. So so is the frost, probably. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, that's really the only question folks have had. And there's a definitely been a, a person that was a little uneasy with how much I was talking about LGBTQ inclusion. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's because they don't fall in that category that you know that they i have a purple congregation i have people all along the theological you know stand, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. spectrum but like they didn't tell me i needed to stop doing it um but i have had people from the wild show up at our church because of it um oh, all, so far all positive all positive yeah we've had some yeah. folks show up in worship uh who who came um and we, we we've and i've had inter i've had interactions and i i have like a secondary congregation that meets in my live channel every sunday for worship and i have regular folks that show up there yeah um and they've created their own ethos there are people that have taken on the role i did not ask them to they took on the role of ushers and when people show up they (laughs) welcome them they let them they answer any questions they have about the church, the denomination, about me. Mm-hmm. They let them mm-hmm. know it is an LGBTQ plus safe place for them to be. Um, mm-hmm. and if people are are trolly, you know, if I've given a number of them moderator abilities, they can throw them out if they're a problem. But I have oh, told man. them if they're just making an off the cuff, you know, silly comment, I don't care. As long as they're yeah. being respectful. Uh, occasionally that's gotten me in trouble because I've almost laughed out loud at some stuff that's been in the channel. But um, for the, well, okay, I'll share this one. So the other day, yes, we're a very Caucasian older congregation. Mm -hmm. And I looked down to see the comment that someone made that said, I can almost smell the unseasoned chicken in that room. (laughs) And and I was like, that's good. That's good. I'm going to give that one a seven at least, if not an eight. That was pretty good. <laughs> so um, wait, you're doing you do live TikToks for your your normal Sunday worship? I stream our worship service live over TikTok. Yeah. Wow. We and, are, and you're watch you're looking at the comments as yeah, you're leading yeah. worship. Well, see, I also have I have I have my iPad which has our Facebook live on it, so yeah, I see yeah. the comments and stuff there from our church members, and I interact. With, I've always interacted with those because mm-hmm. that's where I take mm-hmm. my prayer requests from there. Mm-hmm. I point out those things. Uh, we do passing the peace there. I've always done my best as we entered this digital era of ministry to make certain that I wasn't just broadcasting that I was interacting mm-hmm. with those that were there that morning. And I think that's mm-hmm. a huge mm-hmm. part that a lot of churches miss. Not because yeah. they're they're intentionally doing it, they just haven't considered, oh, wait a minute, this communication works both ways. Um, yeah. And so I also had the TikTok there. So I take prayer requests from that as well. And there are people there that are like stumble in, they're like, hey, you know, my dad is going through surgery, can we pray for him? And I'm like, yeah. Now granted, TikTok is a little weird because it's their usernames. So it's like, all right, so uh, Twerk and Hard for the Money would like us to pray for their grandmother. Um, so we're going to do that. Um, but what I, I, I generally just kind of shorten their, their username a little bit so that they know I'm mentioning them, but without me yeah. coming out and saying it. You know, so. 
But yeah, I really awesome. want Twerking Hard for the Money to be a real. Like, it, it was. They, I really, it, I really did do a prayer request to for Twerking Hard, hard for, the for the Money. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great. <laughs> yeah. Screen. yeah, that's great. I, so we talked a little bit. We we touched a little. I mean, just while we're right here. Mm-hmm. about how as the church has moved uh like in the pandemic we've kind of had to reckon with the idea that we we often say the church is is not the building yeah. but then when once the building got taken away we don't know what the church is yeah. and we've really shown over the last 2 years that the, the by and large the church has no idea what it is if yeah. it's not a building yeah. and and so we 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 know that we shouldn't be but we don't know what to do if we can't do that and yeah. now and that's why we're so desperate to get back in the building yeah. um and as we've kind of ventured into some of these online things, a lot of times what that has just been is like the lowest common denominator. It's yeah. like, oh, well, we'll do a live stream. And a live stream can be really good, mm-hmm. but a live stream is inherently just observing something that's happening that you're not necessarily part of. Yeah. Uh, I always equate it with like C-SPAN yeah. or those like yeah. live shots of like an eagle's nest where you're wa- waiting for the eggs to hatch. Like it's yeah. just, you're just kind of seeing a thing that's happening that is not regarding mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And so to find ways to do online services that if it is a live stream, that it's a, a little more interactive or at least present to like th- that, that, that requires a whole lot more bandwidth mentally for you. Yeah to be present in these different spheres at the same space. But I'm sure that it's so inviting to those people who are participating that they know that twerking hard for the money gets a name check in the live worship service for these people in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and I don't want to be like toot toot my horn, but like, so I was uniquely equipped for the pandemic. You know, I, I have a broadcast degree. I've always meddled around in video I've always meddled around in digital media. I'd done podcasting. I knew professional video game streamers. So, like, when the pandemic hit, like, I, I, I made some phone calls. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what can I do? What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I took all those ideas down. And kind of like in the other episode, what am I going to make? What are the tools mm-hmm. that I got? And what can I make? So mm-hmm. the first week was panicky. Just my iPhone on a, on a, on a, on a, um, on a tripod. And when I got home and I watched the playback, I was like, I would fail myself for if I was grading <laughs> this for what I'm capable of with my degree. This gets an F. You can barely hear it. It's badly out. I mean, it's it, it, I, I, it's a static shot. So I started. I created a hybrid style of worship that was part live, part pre-recorded. I had mm-hmm. all these certain elements pre-recorded. I would have a member of the congregation with their family do the call to worship in their living room, and I would have that pre-recorded along with the, mm-hmm. the prayer of confession, and I would put the words on the screen so you could interact easily. If you just showed up, the words were there, so you could interact. Mm-hmm. You did not need to have the bulletin. Then I had the hymns. We had those pre-recorded. People would come in and sing them with, again, the words on the screen, so you don't need the hymnal. You can inter- You can interact. Then I would go live with me doing Passing of the Peace, talking to the people in the chat channel. Then I would go back to recorded for the sermon, which I had shot in a cinematic style in different places around the church rather than just me in the pulpit. Then I would come back again for the prayers of the people that I would take live and then go out with the closing hymn and the, and the benediction. So I had this three-piece puzzle that was worship with me live in between. And then... I just got the bright idea of like, well, why don't I go live on TikTok while this is going on and give them behind the scenes of worship? So mm-hmm. I would show the sermon live, but then I would ask their answer any questions they had about worship during it. And they asked some amazing questions. So why do you do that? Why is this happening here? Why does why did my church do this growing up and you don't seem to do it? Why are you doing this thing that we didn't do? And that was great until we went back to live. And then I just said, well, we're going to have to watch the service and I'll do the lives another time. But I did everything I could to make certain that if you were at home, I didn't want you just being a casual observer. I wanted you to be in and on um, mm-hmm. and feel that if you if you did something in that chat channel, it was going to be acknowledged in some way in the worship space. Because, I mean, and I equate it to, if we only took prayer requests from the left-hand side of the congregation, what does that do to the mm-hmm. right-hand side of the congregation? Mm-hmm. We would yeah. never do that. But if we don't take prayer requests from the folks that are in the comments, it's the same thing. They are mm-hmm. a part of that congregation that morning. So, so yeah, and that's Well, and of- it seems well, and like you said you you are uniquely equipped for this kind of thing, but uh 
that doesn't mean that we can't find our ways in which we like you're uniquely equipped for the way in which you do it. Yeah. But we, we as, as pastors and as, as the congregation just in general are, um, we, we are constantly having to figure out how to manage things that are not ideal and how to, uh, multitask a bunch of different things. And if this is part of the evolving sphere of of recognizing that the, that the church is bigger than a physical space or bigger than than what we had thought it to be before mm-hmm. um we can learn that yeah. like we can we and we'll all find the way in which it makes sense for us as individuals to do that we all preach in different ways we all have different liturgies we all have different styles of worship that that can still look differently in terms of how our online community are or our extended community looks when i say i had a unique unique a, a, a unique ability i'm not saying i have anything that no one could learn i'm saying right. i was already i started off the inning on second base is what i'm saying yeah, yeah. you know i remember um, you doing your facebook live yeah long before pandemic like yeah. the, yours was one of the ones that i looked at i, yeah. I have a friend kyle who had been doing it for a while and, yeah. and you had been doing it i always kind of checked them in and i thought oh, yeah. i should be doing more with that yeah kind of yeah it's what? and it's you know and and the thing that i like about TikTok that's you know different than that is it is very small, very boiled down, very concentrated, and then see if people interact with it. And if mm-hmm. they do, then hopefully they'll follow me, and then hopefully they will mm-hmm. show up for a live, and maybe they'll mm-hmm. show up for a worship service. Um, yeah. They're not required to, and I don't beat them up if they don't. I mean, one of my regular attenders in my Sunday morning worship service is atheist, and mm-hmm. it will make no bones about the fact that they are atheist. But for some reason is finding community. And, you know, that is huge. And, you know, and I I want them to know that they are safe in this space. I am not requiring them to claim, name anything to be in this space, you know. Well, and and one of those big things is recognizing that community, that's part of that church not being the building. Church is also not just worship. Like it is that the community, worship exists for the sake of the community and for the sake of the relationship with God, not the other way around. Yeah. And that we often act as though the community exists solely so that we can worship together. Yeah. And that's an extension of what we do as a community. But we also we also live together. We 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 interact together. We have discussions together. We learn together. We mm-hmm. we differ and we we enjoy fellowship together. And there may be people who are interacting with your TikToks who are never going to talk to you. Oh, yeah. That you'll never see. Mm-hmm. Who are dramatically impacted by what your congregation is doing. What what this community on TikTok and even the community. Uh, in Dayton is doing yeah. and that's it gets to kind of what we had talked about before of the notion of planting seeds that we're never going to see that if we're doing this um, effectively it's not to grow our own congregations it's to create a sense of community and have people feel uh, that they truly are invited and included in the community that, that God is creating that's bigger than any one pastor or any one church or any one uh, theological perspective mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, it's kind of back to the make stuff episode, right? Like, what's your end goal? Because, um, like, I, it, it, early days before pandemic, like, there are some pastors and church leaders that were all on online church as if it, that was the means to the end, right? Like, was we were yeah. going to have an online church. Like, that, no, that's not the product. Like, the community's the product. So it, it mm-hmm. the better churches, and it sounds like this is where you're at, have, have come at the pandemic and whatever post-pandemic, if we ever get there, uh, looks like it, it, it's a total creativity, right? Like, okay, how can we best create community when some of the pieces, of, for some of the arrows are being pulled out of our quiver, right? Okay, we yeah. can't meet together. How do we still have community, right? It's not celebrating the medium. It's trying to create the end product well mm-hmm. uh, in the midst of that. And that's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a tricky challenge, but I think it's a fun one too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's even... We're not the only ones that are wrestling with how do we exist in this world. Hmm. You know, there are businesses that have gone completely to a virtual office and realized why were we meeting in that space in those tight cubicles with a manager overlooking us when we've been 10 times productive split apart. Yeah. Now, granted, there are some people like those managers who see their jobs in danger who really want everybody back in the office right yeah. now. <laughs> um, right. And... and, and, and could be to the cost of 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 their workers' well-being, because that's a model they've always known, and they don't want to lose it. And mm-hmm. the and the church is in the same place. You know, right. there are there are definitely some who are so anxious that they don't have packed pews. 
because mm-hmm. that's no, that's what that's the sign of success and that's a sign of that, that that they're doing something right and i'm like um you know we got 25 strangers that you will probably never meet that are over here in the live right now that mm-hmm. are interacting and maybe some of them even give. We have a donation. I have a donation thing attached to my TikTok that goes to our church donation gift. And we get a couple. But again, that's not the goal. That's not the end goal. Yeah, right. uh, but yeah. it, but it, is, you know, it is showing those that are the bean countery types that, hey, you know, some of the traditional things are still at work here. They're just different. Um, right. But at the end of the day, are we doing what we were told to do, which is to share the gospel in whatever creative way that we can, um, and get it out into the world and just let God mm-hmm. do the rest. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's been the trick. That's what, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and you know, it's, I, 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 I hesitate to quantify quote unquote success. Cause for me, the successes yeah. are like the things that like them setting up themselves as, as ushers in that worship space. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a success to me. Uh, yeah. uh, them making certain that, you know, a kid who um, doesn't feel welcome in his home church because he's LB- LGBTQ, but everyone in that channel saying, oh, this is a place that he's cool. He's cool. Mm-hmm. He's, he, mm-hmm. He'll love you. He'll welcome you. You know, he can't talk right now because he's preaching, but know that you're safe here and, yeah, uh, yeah. and we'll make certain you are. That's, that's huge. That is aren't, aren't you aren't you way more happy with that than you would be with a filled sanctuary, right? Like a filled I, sanctuary's I ego. And, I uh, am. Yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and just because people are in a sanctuary doesn't mean they're actually mentally there. No. Like uh, yeah. most people in sanctuaries are there because that's that's what out of habit. Yeah, and, and it's not 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 the not to besmirch people who show up in the sanctuaries, but yeah. there are a lot of times, even as a pastor, that sometimes you're just there because you're supposed to be there, like yeah. that. That that being being emotionally and, and mentally present doesn't always uh, coincide with being physically present. Yeah. the The other piece of this that I, I I think that people have not grasped, and I'm still trying to educate them on, is mm-hmm. how hard it is to walk into a church for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pandemic or none, walking into an established community for the first time. And churches, every church thinks they're the most friendly, welcoming church in the world. (laughs) Everyone does. Nobody is. Everyone does. Um, But it can't help the fact that people have anxieties, people have personality issues that make it hard to walk into a place cold where everyone already is at this loving level of connection and you come in Mm -hmm. as the new person. Um, And then add on to the fact you have no idea what the theology is like in that place until you show up. Yeah. And then you're trapped for an hour. Yeah. 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 And Going into most churches, I think, is a lot of times like being invited to someone else's family reunion. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. the help the healthiest church feels like a great family reunion. And be yeah. like, Yeah, of course it'd be great to come to this. Be like, No, it's not not if you're right. not part of the family. Like it's always awkward. And they may be inviting, but they you still are more excited to see your family than to include this other person. And that's hard. Do either of you know Dwight McCormick? He does a whole bit about going into a church for the first time is just like going to the gym for the first time. <laughs> Everyone in there knows what they're doing. I don't. They're going to be better at it than me. I don't belong in there. I'll just go eat ice cream and forget about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right. You know, if you don't know the traditions, if you don't know the creeds, if you don't like going in cold where everyone doesn't even need to pick up the hymnal anymore, but you're lost. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's a barrier. Yeah. Whereas if someone just is going to click a link and be in the comfort of their own home and at least get the feel of the community mm-hmm. and and they have the option of interacting as much or as little as they want, mm-hmm. that's huge. That's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. allowing them to move at their pace. Whereas a young couple shows up into a church and you've already got buildings and grounds deciding, well, there's the guy that's going to do the stuff we're too tired to do anymore. Yep. Let's yep. pounce. Yeah. You know. Yep. Where's the door? I'm ready. I'm yeah. I'm leaving. You know. So. That was it was remarkable the other day. Someone from my previous congregation moved to the town where my new congregation is, and someone that I'd known and trusted for a long time, uh, and he and his wife were kind of church shopping. He even yeah. hates that phrase uh, as much as I do. Yeah. Um, but he one ours was one of the churches that he came around to, and again uh, to the point, like our guys think we're super welcoming and like you know, friendly and everything. And he was at a Bible study and. It, he and I had enough trust that he felt safe saying this. 
He's like, oh, no, you guys are the least welcoming congregation we've been to in our journey. And yeah, all of my yeah. guys froze. And it was such this, like, neat opportunity for me to be like, he's right. Not because we're, yeah. like, mean or angry, but, like, again, my thing was, like, do you, when you got married, like, how hard is it to break into a new family, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. that takes mm-hmm. time. And, and you feel like you're welcoming to everybody who's already in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but not so much to anybody who's on the outside trying to find their way in. And so like yep. it was a neat, I don't think that ball would ever get put on that tee quite that way again, that yep. somebody could, a visitor would show up and say, no, you guys actually suck at this. <laughs> You're yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and, and, and so much, unfortunately, of when a new person comes in, especially in this polarized world we've come to, that there are folks that are auditioning if you want that person to be yep. part of your faith. Yep. 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 I mean, I've witnessed people use the dog whistle phrases. To yep. see how people will respond to them, and I'm yep. like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding?" There's a great me? TikTok about that. Yeah. The guy that does the dog whistle phrases to check people out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, so I have a, I have a real. I, I know we are like effectively out of time, but I have a real quick can of worms that I just want to peer into. Okay. Um, in terms of TikTok as social media, and yeah. and uh, like we're right at the point now that like even in Congress right now they're debating how how unhealthy things like Instagram and social media are for young people. Um, as with all things, like yeah. if we if we believe that God is the creator of all things, that God's fingerprints are all over everything, and that everything can be used for the good of 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 God and and good for creation, like that TikTok and social media are not inherently bad, but great bad can come from them mm-hmm. uh, as a pastor who has found um, just tremendous uh, good from this particular avenue of social media but knowing that there is also great capacity for harm to be done with this like what I guess uh, question mark <laughs> R- response to something? what are your thoughts on that <laughs> uh, it is like I mean keep in mind I came from radio Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the days of satanic panic and rock yeah, and roll yeah. and how dangerous yep. it was. I can remember people complaining about the songs we were playing that are so mild by today's standards at our radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I see stuff that kids get caught on their camera phones doing and just think back on, thank goodness we didn't have camera phones when I was a yes. kid. Yeah. I know what yeah. I got away with. Um, yep. And yeah, in that regard, you need to be thinking. Because something you mm-hmm. say or do can instantly be. There are TikTok uh, accounts devoted to exposing people's bad behavior in public. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain TikTokers that, like, if someone goes on a racist rant toward people, they're like, "Okay, let's find out where you work. Let's find out yeah. where, uh, so yep. that your so that yep. your coworkers can know these are the attitudes you have behind their backs." Um, mm-hmm. And and some of that is pretty harsh. And some of it can mm-hmm. be very damaging. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes sometimes kids are just you know being stupid and don't realize the gravity of what they're saying. And, yeah, it's out there and it's going to follow them around a while. Um, yeah. But then you see a case of where a girl learned the code word or the code hand gesture to let someone know they were in a domestic violence situation. And her life got saved. And she learned it from TikTok. Oh, she didn't learn it in her oh, classroom. Man. She learned it from yeah. TikTok. Um, yeah. The, the 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 kids that I see and the uh, and the adults even that the thought of a worship space they could be welcome and loved in it was a completely alien concept and now mm-hmm. you know, now they know it exists um, other the the whole deconstruction movement that's going on is being fueled heavily by social media by people mm-hmm. who are exploring it and are sharing their experience with it mm-hmm. um, and and putting out their and, and people are able to identify and say oh. I, I feel just like that. I think just like that. I can't believe there are people like me that are that are out there sharing and experiencing this like me. Um, mm-hmm. There was a case just the other week where um, there's a uh, she, her name is the Rexorcist, and she is a um, she is a, uh, a, a a pharmacist, but she also does a lot of stuff on misogyny and 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 calls people out on it. Well, this guy fired back at her for like calling him out. Well, then she shared that video, and then about six people who he had been abusive to in relationships jumped up to say, this guy is like the devil. Let me show you what this guy has done. And so now this guy's horrible abusive behavior has brought these victims together in a place of healing and feeling they're actually heard and believed that would not have happened under 
without social media. So there are yeah. going to be the bad situations, but there are the good situations too. It's a tool like anything else. Yeah. Uh, Twitter question for this week is what TikTok trend should Pastor Jay try uh, on the new TikTok? Ooh, yeah. I, I will take all suggestions. Um, yeah. But the real TikTok or the real Twitter question how do you use this tool for good? Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a it's a bummer that that was the last question and the last answer because we could spend hours on that. I think absolutely, um, absolutely. Because uh, a tool is only as good as it is. Like a, a saw is a saw until you're using it for for ill-fated purpose, right? Like mm-hmm. I think social media is the same thing. So how can we as faithful uh, people use these tools for the good? Uh, and, yeah. and that's that's a question I'll be wrestling with for a little while. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cliff, do you have any other TikTokers that you would like to plug? That oh, ones that we should oh, follow? Oh shoot! Sorry to man, spring that on you. I wish I'd made that, that list. Yeah. I wish I'd made a list. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm trying to get some of the ones that I think are. Just, so um, while you're thinking again, Cliff is Revan Geek. R e v n g e k. Let's see. Who are some? Man, I wish I thought of this ahead of time. I would have given you a sorry. whole list of folk. Um, but if you. If you follow if you follow me and interact with me a bit or want to ask me, I'll be happy to point you in their direction if you come to me. Uh, off go. the top of my head, because they all have fun. Like I know them by their first names, not their. Because yeah. I've got that's one thing that, that it's become. A, I've I've formed a pretty tight community with some of the folks. Well, I, I went to a meetup in Cincinnati that a couple of us went to yeah, outside of the park a few nice. weeks ago. Uh, that's Abby. That's Abby. She's out of Cincinnati. Um, and uh, she is really cool. She is really cool. When that the 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 girl that always uh, you met, she was one of the people you met up with. But she's always in profile on her uh, or not in profile, but like kind of half of her face. So she's really great at deconstructing. Oh, oh I, yeah, I don't oh, know that's, I, uh, that's, uh, that's Rachel. 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 Yeah, yeah. she's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't remember what her. Yeah, what yeah, her Rachel. Tag, she's her she's down either. in there too. She's down in there too. Uh, see, that's again. Yeah. I know them by their first names, not necessarily by their others, but. But yeah, she she does some amazing stuff. She does some amazing. And uh, April 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 yep. A Joy. April A Joy. She is out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. April nice. is a recovering hardcore evangelical in her youth like tell it like like sang the whole nine yards and now she's deconstructing yeah. all that. Um, yep. she's actually on a podcast called Evan Evangelicalish that's like uh, some folks who are like deconstructing who are from that mm-hmm. she's re- she's really great and 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 once you start following a few of these folks tiktok will figure out what you want and it'll start giving it to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so uh, just interact comment like share and it will feed you more of that one thing uh, one thing to plug just on this on this uh topic that I, i've definitely plugged before i think it was even in the thanksgiving episode but uh, a podcast uh, called Good Christian Fun, which is just a lot, of, oh, yes, uh, they're a lot fun. of they're a fun. lot of deconstructing, a lot of like they're really fun. It's definitely an R-rated uh, podcast in terms of language, but it's it's a great great podcast. A bunch of people who are who and and we kind of use the word deconstructing a lot. The the thing I like about deconstructing is not just inherently like atheism or like anger towards the church. It's kind of breaking down your faith and and allowing it to to potentially be rebuilt. Looking at kind of the the, it's a really healthy way to like, what have I inherited versus what do I value? And so getting rid of, separating some of the, the problematic things that church culture has given us uh, and separating them out from the, the really helpful theological things and the, and the truth uh, of what of what can be really great about Christianity and, and faith and, and what the truth behind God. I think that that's, that's what's so beautiful about it is that it's kind of this agnostic movement, but agnosticism without real criticism of the church. Thank you, Cliff, for hopping by. You are certainly welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Cliff. I've been Jay. I've been Tyler. I've been Cliff. And And this this has been Robbie the Pastor. Talk to you again soon.